0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Kevin, host of the I'd Tap That Cigar Show. What you're about to listen to is the audio only of a video interview I did on our YouTube channel. If it gets too confusing about what's going on, please feel free to visit the Cigar Prop YouTube channel. Look under the playlist, I'd Tap That Cigar Show, and maybe look at it instead of listening to it. But if you're listening to it, it means you like podcasts. So hopefully all of this makes sense, and let's start the show. What is going on everybody? Welcome to the I Tap That Cigar Show, coming to you live from the Drew Estate Experience Acid Studios. Look who is with us. We got Jessica, we got Val in Regina, Canada, Diggins and Bryan College Station, Texas. And it is a fantastic evening. We got a fantastic guest. And how is everybody doing tonight? Good. Damn yeah. good. <laughs> Damn good. Like well, I'm ready to light my action, cigar, like, so Let's get rolling. What? Let us get let's get rolling <laughs> you know, here um uh you uh, did we'll, we'll, take my
1: cigar?
0: No, did you want the elf? <laughs> the you want the velvet rat? Oh, I kind of wanted the velvet rat. I okay. took it out of the wrapper.
1: What you I thought you,
0: thought you were going to uh okay, well, I'll take the crown. Right. No, I'll What's take the that? no. I, I the want going to smoke? I am so a smoking under crown shady right now.
1: I un- so, I unwrapped the velvet red he yelled at me. I thought like,
0: it was already unwrapped. So um look at it already mm-hmm. let's, well, so just so we can do let's get right to our first segment. It is the cigar Medics humidimeter cut and light. Remember with the cigar Medics humidimeter, you'll always know when to hold them and or know when to cut them, no one to smoke them. Yeah, well uh, what is, what is that? No one to hold them and no one to smoke them. Ooh. So Jessica, she's on my case already. We haven't even started the show. Do, all I
1: know is that I took it out of he watched me cuz he yelled at Todos me. So he he just wanted it.
0: I did. 65. That's my last L40. So we got a I got 65% on the cigar medics uh, Humidimeter. and while we're cutting and lighting, make sure you uh, remember to download the Drew Diplomat app. Smoke a Drew Estate cigar, take a picture, log it on to the app. And then uh, you can uh, redeem all your points uh, for entries into some really really cool drawings and like I said today I'm smoking the what am I got I've got the shady um, what shady have I got um, shady <laughs> XV so I got a shady 15 so I got one of the old God damn man I'm running out of these shady 15s I should have grabbed a shady 20 you know. First
1: off, you just got upset because now this is 15, yeah.
0: the,
1: a last one. Now that
0: one, <laughs> one of the old ones, man. just <laughs>
1: smoke a cigar and shush your mouth. They're
0: they're always my last cigar. Val, what are you smoking tonight? I smoked, Hey,
2: or digging? We
1: we can't hear you Diggins.
2: No, so hey, I smoked my last.
3: <laughs> I smoked my last shady fifteen. On my first show with you
0: oh really oh really yeah so uh, well, yeah um, uh, the, as far as I know Jonathan Drew's the only one that has uh, uh, these shady 15s left so Val what are you smoking tonight
2: I've got a Debar- uh, Dunbarton tobacco and trust Toto's las dias and I cut it with my trusty cigar prop cutter all nice. oh, right I on. love it Good to that have. totos
0: las dias uh, um, um, uh, probably Steve's least selling cigar um, I think he he blames the name a little bit on the cigar really? and, and it's probably a strongest cigar uh, on top of that. It's yep. a, um, um, I, I, that smart, that cigar was unsmokable to me for a long time because of the strength. It really, really kicked me. But um, I smoked one about a month ago and it was actually a really good cigar and it was smooth. It's a so really
2: my, nice cigar. My,
0: my, my, my nicotine level is definitely, um, definitely amping up there. Um, let's welcome some people: Jeff Carpenter, Michael Baker, uh, New England Cigar. Um, we, we won't say that M word. Tyler uh, Garcia, what's going on? Tony Costa, PF, Jason Hawkins, Team Shirtless, Mike, um, Adam Wolf, Ashhead TV, Je- Jessica, Jennifer, uh, Kevin,
1: Jen, Help K- me. K- M- here.
0: Via Honte, Stogie Road. Him. <laughs> uh, We're gonna we're gonna get a uh, uh, hopefully that was everybody. Let let. I'm just super excited about our guest today. Um, it was. Um, Can you hear me um, now? I read. I read his book today. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I laughed. I cried. I sobbed uncontrollably. Um, so, but we're gonna get right into our next segment. Can and I, I just say this? Yes.
1: My son Graham wrote a story about our dog Stella, and care. Did his magic and did a voiceover with some pictures of our dog Stella.
0: So we're, so we're so gr-
1: it's super cool. And, and it's we're, a little long because Kevin mm-hmm. made it. Yes. But, so know.
0: we're we're about to we're <laughs> about to play that um, housekeeping brought to you by Cigar Bundles of Miami. Cigar Bundles of Miami, your one-stop shop for all your bundled cigars rolled right here in Florida, the cigar capital of the country. Check them out at CigarBundlesOfMiami.com. Link in the description below. And with housekeeping, October is a month for many things. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's Dwarfism Awareness Month, Pit Bull Awareness Month, and Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Um, All of these things are very important to Jessica and I. Um, I've lost several, several friends um, to breast cancer. I I lost a very, very good friend of mine, Um, and and I'm gonna show you his picture. This is me. I'm gonna leave. So believe it or not, this is me. So this is, a. Uh, uh, my... I know
1: it seems odd, right? <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is, this is, that is my very good friend, Anthony. Um, uh, um, we lost him way, way too soon to, uh, um, uh, heart disease. Um, but uh, I kept telling him, he, you kept, didn't leave bi- up. Very he damn. built like a, built like a mini brick shit house and he knew he should have lost weight, but he was uh, still a fantastic gentleman and, um, um, uh, he is still dearly, dearly missed. Um, and also, uh, um, uh, in our and everybody knows our family uh, um down syndrome awareness month and pit bull awareness month are, uh, are very near and dear to us and this is shorty pitbull rossi well what's welcome going on to the guys? Show, shorty so what did you think i sent you the video earlier what did you think <laughs> it, of the video it's, just,
4: it's great it's touching it's just i understand everything about it i mean you you know we have a a house full and a rescue full over here in Mexico, full of them. And we just adopted one out the other day in San Diego where it describes him to the cue of being afraid <laughs> of everything, you know, his own shadow and everything else. And he's actually coming out of his, uh, his you know, thing right now with his two new uh, adopters. And I, I can't believe it because... He would go off on anybody that he didn't recognize mm-hmm. and run the other way. So it, it really – and we have a couple more here that, that act the same way. we got one of them laying on the bed that, you know, she's been beaten so many times by humans that, oh. you know, it took her a long time to get used to anybody, and now she can't wait to go for a walk. But for the first eight months here, she wouldn't even leave the property.
0: We we had Stella for a month before we heard her bark. Yeah. she She yeah. didn't – she didn't bark and then i remember the first time my uh, my neighbor um ha- had a dog down the street and then uh, um she came over and was uh playing with stella and um she kept rolling in the you know the neighbor's dog kept rolling in the grass and having a good time and stella tried to mimic her and stella she didn't know how to roll in the grass she was a dog <laughs> and she didn't know how to just roll yeah. and play in the grass and and when she finally got her legs over and she did a roll she was so excited, you know, that she learned how to roll. And then so Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure when I rescued her that they didn't really know how old she was. They tried to tell me she was almost two there. No,
4: yeah, no
1: way. She was surrendered twice. They said yeah. she was aggressive, all this stuff. N- no, she, she was none of those things. Plus she didn't have the Brown on her eyes until probably what, six months after we got her. So yeah. I think she just got big fast. You know, and they just, the people didn't realize, like, oh, she's huge, we don't want her, she's not a puppy, you know? And so, but she, I think they hurt her, because she Oops. had a lot of, like, weird things she was afraid of. And Even now, giving a bath, like, now she'll jump in the bathtub for me, but it took me months of me getting in the bathtub with her, just putting a little bit of water on her. She hates water. I don't yeah. know what happened.
0: So, uh, so shorty we're gonna we're gonna start right off I have a question for you and I have a question for Jessica um, Jessica doesn't know my question because I don't share my notes with anybody um, so we're, we're gonna start off with shorty um, and then Jessica it'll be uh, um, uh, the, pretty much the same question um, so in your in case anybody hasn't read, read shorty's book you definitely need to read shorty's book but uh, in your book you you talk about your first pitbull cocoa but I don't recall you stating why you chose her when you were at the rescue. Why her, why a pit bull? Why was, why was okay. Coco, Coco the pit bull? Coco did
4: come from a rescue. Coco came from the projects. Okay. This is when I was around 14, 15 years old. Okay. And this is where, where I was living, you know, after I ran away from home the first time and you know, the dogs in that community were just used for fighting and fighting, or b- fighting and breeding, excuse me. And when I got ended up getting this dog, it became my friend because, you know, it was hard to open to people, being different, you know, especially being where I was living. And so this was my my friend that I, you know, had conversations with that I didn't want to talk to all the tough guys about. <laughs>
0: Now, now, Jessica, you're you're a fan of pit bulls as well. I'm a fan why, of
4: dogs. Yeah, why, but... <laughs> why why
0: why pit bull? You were at you really wanted a pit bull. Um, and...
1: I mean, growing up, we've always had a ton of different dogs, and I'm the type of uh, child, in a sense, I was. I brought every stray home. My poor mom. My dad was cool about all the animals I brought home, but my mom would like want to die. But at any any dog, any cat, anything. I even had a raccoon that I rescued for a while, named Bandit. It was awesome. It bonded with our dog. <laughs> but uh, when um, Kevin and I got together, I was living in a four-bedroom apartment, and we've always had animals. But when we moved to Florida, we really couldn't have a dog, and obviously, a pit bull was not going to be allowed in the apartment, and uh, or I would have been paying like five hundred dollars a month, I think, for like a pet. Depo- it was insane. So, you know, I told Kevin, I said, once we move in together and we have a house, like, I, that's it. We're getting a dog and I'm rescuing a dog. And I didn't necessarily at first think a pit bull, but then I just started doing all this research and thought, I really want to do a pit bull. And everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. You have small kids or Wyatt because Wyatt has Down syndrome. You know, that's not going to be safe. I'm like, yes, it is. Those two instantly chose each other. I had no say. We were <laughs> leaving with her regardless. And the vet that was there came... At the shelter, and was like, I, I cannot believe how she's behaving with your son. Like, it's just because she wouldn't go near any of the workers. She didn't want anything to do, but Wyatt was her person. It
3: was and like you could a- tell in that video yesterday that it was why she was Wyatt's dog in that video where she's oh, trying yeah. to get that that toy, oh, toy. and why yeah. the way he was controlling her you could tell you know he yeah. had he they're had like, under control they're like
1: know. lovebirds like sometimes they, they, we have to like break them up I'm like no more kissing <laughs> yeah like, it's weird like, well, it, it's stop. like it's
0: like the scene in Twilight where they <laughs> yeah. where the uh, they bond you yeah, know they it, bonded. it's an instantaneous but bond for,
1: for me it was uh, you know as soon as we got there and we saw the dogs and just heard her story I was just like no we got to take her out of there And it took forever. Kevin wasn't so much on board at first, just having a dog in general, because he's like, that's a lot of work. But it's really helped our, you know, dynamics in the family. Like, I couldn't imagine her not being here. But it was a lot oh, of work. Same, it was more work than having a puppy. Yeah,
0: when, when Jessica when Jessica's <laughs> yelling at me and, and Stella comes to my oh, aid yes, and just and just it gives works. that puppy face, she stops yelling sometimes, and I'm like, "Thank you, Stella." <laughs> no. You know, um, uh, Diggin's, uh, can you tell us who this uh, uh, lovely young lad is?
3: Uh... Who, oh who is man, that that's Diggins? that's my son uh, Peyton's. That's Ace. That's my son Peyton's dog. Man, he's only uh, gosh about nine months old now if that, oh, so
2: cute.
3: but uh, um, very well-behaved young man. Yep, indignant, or a Val's daughter
0: just got a pit bull. Oh, nice. Yep. So, so we're, we're definitely, uh, um,
1: my concern, uh, I guess that my question is, maybe is for shorties, this is, you know, one of my concerns is since Stella, she's, she's got a lot of energy, and like, she doesn't have aggression towards other dogs, but it is kind of like where she kind of cowers when other dogs come to her that are bigger. And we were thinking about doing another rescue, but like, how do you, when you handle that, when another family has a dog, how, how does that, how do you handle those situations trying to incorporate it, another? It, it's pivot? more of
4: the socialization. social, socials social, 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 social <laughs> I can't even say the crap down here in Mexico.
3: We know where and you're going. The,
4: the more, the more in public, the more, around other dogs, usually starts to break that down. Okay. But it only happens every once in a while. The dog's going to cower down every time. Like I was just telling you about uh, Calypso over here. This is our one of our rescues that was severely beaten. We had to take her eye out because... Here, Mama. Oh,
1: sweetie. <laughs> Look at
4: that face. Girl. Hi, Mama. <laughs> I know, now. Nah. See, she was the one that basically was terrified. It took her forever for even me to be around her when we got her in. And, you know, then every time we try to even take her off the property, it was like breakdown mode. And, I mean, now that I have workers here that they, you know, they take the dogs out all the time for walks, she started seeing that. And she would venture out and she would go out a half a block and crash down. You know, but when we did it, start doing it every day,
2: mm-hmm.
4: it's just like, okay, now she's trying to get in the way to, for the next dog to take a walk. She wants to go again. And so it's just slowly
3: getting their sensories built up. It, it, it is, takes I guess time, kind you of you a sensory overload.
4: With it. If yeah. You're only doing it every once in a while. Now, when a dog comes on property or she sees another dog, she's like, but yeah. before it was just like, you know, the same thing that you were having the problem with. Yeah. And it, it, it's a, a submissive issue, too.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Like, I was, we didn't have a, fe- a fenced in yard for a while. And I was taking her to the dog park. And I think my biggest challenge was the people, not so much the people's dogs, it was the people being weird about my dog being there. And yeah, I would, it, and I had people like scream at me, yell at me, and I'm like, "My dog's not aggressive at all. Your dog is being aggressive."
2: <laughs> well, know? we. It's the same hey, way we how with- do you feel about
3: them cropping the ears? Because that makes them look more aggressive.
4: It well, here, here's the little history real quick. The reason why I mean I'm not for cropping anything, tail, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. on on Rottweilers or ears on Dobies or Pitties. Um, yeah, but I mean it doesn't hurt them but i'm not for it but the reason why they did it in pitties back in the days you know now it's a look or to an extent but they did it for the fighting reason so there's less stuff to grab onto
2: sure that makes sense oh, okay you know yeah
4: and Absolutely. people i mean now it's more cosmetic because that's what we have saturated the public with this look like they do with they the
3: look dog more dogs, gra- a lot damn they- cuter without it though
4: well, it's just like this one here that we rescued. Alice. Alice. Hey. Alice. What She's was like that? Sleeping. It. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and his ears are Oh, nice yeah. Stupid right there, but yeah. <laughs> he says, hey, don't ask that to bola. He's going to go look for his ball.
3: Hey, speaking of that, speaking of that, Shorty, you're uh, you're just right across the border from California into, into Mexico. Do you have a road dog with you? And is that a problem when you cross the border to have a dog with you? Do they give you problems? Oh, no. Like, I
4: mean, I travel with rescues back and forth. Uh, I'm going on almost 12 years down here, and really, we've never had any problems going into the U.S. I think in the 12 almost 12 years i think the u.s border patrols maybe asked me for paperwork four different times and going into mexico it, the funny thing is you're only a limited two dogs coming into mexico but when i had five in my car one time a long time ago and i'm like they're mexican and i yeah. asked about their mexican paperwork like <laughs> they live here yeah. we had to go do a show and it was yeah. back and forth and finally i'm like you send me back I'm gonna go through the other borderline okay yeah <laughs> go on. now
0: now what, what about overseas um, um, have you have you had to take any dogs to Europe or, or anywhere overseas I, mean, I know they can be I've picky taken about animals. animalsgua
4: like now to fly into Mexico with a dog or fly into the US with a dog it's a whole different Avenue
0: oh is it it's okay
4: by land you need okay it you know you need all their paperwork and everything, but going by by land crossing, it's it's simple.
0: Oh, okay. So so it's the the flight. Thing and the land
4: border like... crossing that we cross at, which is uh, the San Diego San Ysidro crossing, is the world's busiest land crossing in the world. Oh wow! That's really? Why I had to get up at the crack of ass this morning to cross the border <laughs> to run some errands because on a Sunday, if I don't get cross boats before like seven a.m you're talking about a three four hour wait and I got now you had to get
3: up this supply. morning and go buy dog food right
4: huh
3: I said you had to get up at the ass crack today to go buy dog food right or go pick up dog food
4: dog food yeah so because you know we've of course we got to feed the rescues and the personal ones but we got a pet store down here too that we got to keep supplies going and we oh you with, you have uh, you have a pet
0: store as well mm-hmm. down there yeah
4: yeah we have a six hundred square foot pet store that caters to the foreigners to the Americans Canadian and Europeans.
3: So is that the parakeets or whatever we hear in the background?
4: There's roughly on this property around twenty birds. We also, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the posting last week, but we rescued people give us birds all the time. It, someone started it, so we got like parakeets, finches, parrot, cockatiels, lovebirds. Chickens, a rooster, two ducks, and the damn pigeons that won't stop breeding. You got
3: a, you got a damn menagerie, man.
4: Funny thing with the thing. The other day, we've been having these damn pigeons for a while. Couldn't figure how to separate from the males and females because we had no idea how to do it. So the dumbest worker of all comes out, and he's like, "Why don't you just remove the eggs?" I'm
3: like, "Oh, fuck me." oh you know i i
1: didn't i didn't know
0: that uh, i I was just reading yesterday uh we we support um the raptor rehabilitation center of kentucky and it's a fantastic organization Um, we donate to them quarterly and um uh, and we get a newsletter quarterly and they just said that yesterday that they are experts and then how they tell the uh the males from the females they wait till they
3: lay eggs. eggs Yeah. And um they said we they We got to
4: watch one. Well, who's going to lay the egg if there's two of them in the damn cage?
3: <laughs> I I don't But just it, so egg and uh the problem.
0: So I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you got to be out. some kind of aviary expert but well, it's like I mean, they, they, at they the can't...
1: raptor rehabilitation. They have them in their own separate like cages and stuff. Like yeah. you know, their um enclosures. I don't want to call them cages. They're enclosures. Yeah. It's a very very Yeah. Or, or well someone else said,
4: well, when you when you open the door and see who's laying on it. Yeah. All yeah, white fancy tail pigeons. Once they fly away, it's not going to make any difference because <laughs> yeah. they all look
0: the same. Yeah, so uh yeah. yeah, we didn't know that. So they they just wait till they see if uh, and, and, and and I guess and I can't remember one of them's generally bigger. So if you have two birds of the same, was it the bigger one is usually the female? I, I can't remember. Listen, all I
1: know that, is that depends that on the bird, the man. The male like for the birds, males are fancier if they're colorful they're usually males if they're like yeah. brown they're usually females which is and then weird. like with
3: budgies like parakeets <laughs> or whatever like right above the beak, yeah they're a the different color yeah. yeah but
1: also like the but feathers like the, the pattern, pattern on the fancions, feathers the more elaborate pigeons, it, it means they male i what,
4: don't know what's that with the white fancy-tailed pigeons that we have outside in the aviary
3: there, there's nothing
4: there's no distinguishing no
1: distinction there has to be like a feather or something that sticks out (laughs) i i don't know the animal the bird world is definitely got its own thing but my dad had a peacock growing up and it used to sound like it was saying help and the neighbors would call the police
3: oh those damn things are (laughs) yeah peacocks and guineas both are evil damn creatures
1: yeah my That's dad it. had like two or three peacocks but the one used to make all kinds of noise and all the neighbors used to think like people were getting murdered or something so they would call the police
4: <laughs> oh, you gotta you... see this hold on here they're all hey, are you smoking
3: up. a cigar oh. tonight shorty i missed it
4: oh oh look at
3: those all lined up oh. yeah
4: i'm uh smoking uh the original diesel shorty
3: okay it's hard to find a, a, an actual shorty, you know, one of your cigars. I, I, I tried. I can't find one. How? I think Kevin tried too, right? Yeah,
0: um, um, I, I tried the, uh, the link on your website, and then it took, uh, um, it took me to Cigars International, but the page was blank. Um, oh, it uh,
4: is? So we've got to uh, redo the new... Well,
0: yeah, because uh, I think every single cigar on your website, the, the link is either broken or, um, or takes you to a blank page.
4: Okay, well that's good, and now we got to get that fixed. So, go to cigarsinternational.com if there's not, you know, because we're more online than we are in brick and mortar, and just type in diesel shorty, nope. and the two sticks will come up. I mean, we've uh, had and many, that's a four
3: sixty, right?
4: Four and a half by sixty, yes.
0: All
3: right, Val, have you, have you tried you, that I mean, cigar? Have you always smoke that big sucker. You always smoke those big ones.
4: I've always, I'm on my. This is our tenth year anniversary with this cigar.
3: Oh wow. Yeah, well,
0: we're definitely
4: gonna in- have to, we're definitely gonna yeah, have to
3: find. I got into it by mistake. I mean, I, I, that, that 60 ring gauge, man. So that so 60 you- ring gauge, I, I, I wind up dropping it too much, you know? And I can't imagine working with dogs. Do you Do you ever smoke a cigar when you're working with the dogs or anything? Or is it more at the end of the day, relax situation? No,
4: it's it never, there's never an excuse for a smoke a cigar, it's whenever.
3: Right. <laughs> yep. now, now,
0: Val, you met you met Shorty at a IP... Was it IPCPR or was it RTDA?
2: It was IPCPR. CPR. Yep. yep. When, when, had... when
0: was the first time you guys uh, met each other?
2: I'll, uh, I'll recount the story. I was uh, at um, the same booth that Jeff Borshowitz was at, his booth at IPCPR. Can't remember if it was 2017 or 2018, but Shorty had come by with, you know, his dog, and Jeff was all over this dog just (laughs) petting it and the dog was just great and i was able to get a really nice picture of you know jeff and shorty and the dog and and it was just a really nice meeting it 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 just felt really really good to be around you know fellow dog lovers and uh and everybody's happy you bring a dog into the mix and everybody's happy yeah
4: who cares about the little bastard they want to pet the dog (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 that's it, everybody, you, you I, bring a dog. Bring I have dog. to
1: ask, how many dogs actually sleep with you at night?
4: The four that's on the bed the now. The four?
1: Oh, we have just the <sighs> one and she pushes us off the God. bed. How, do you have a king-size bed? <laughs> Yeah, I'm on a okay. double
4: one, but I'm only 48 inches, so I yeah. find a yeah. good spot every now and
0: then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he does have one. One can lay sideways at the yeah. foot of the bed. Yeah. So how oh uh, many
4: times I've laid straight and turned around and woke up sideways and cannot not figure <laughs> how the hell that happens?
0: You could be like Jessica. Here, yeah, yeah. Jessica's ended up on the uh, sleeping on the couch uh, a few days this week.
4: Yeah, just
1: recently she's really been pushing me out. That's because <laughs> Kevin's home, so she's being spoiled. Someone's no, I thought she slept with Wyatt. 7. She used to, like she used to spend lots of time in Wyatt's room. Now she's all about the Kevin. Kevin goes to the bathroom, she's waiting. Yeah. Kevin comes in the office, she You know dead.
3: why? It's because Kevin's been home for the yep. past few weeks and he's been tossing yep. those McDonald's hash browns to her. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 I that I do. Shorty, what's your uh, what's your opinion
0: on how much people food you're allowed to give a dog?
4: Well anything in excess is not good for a dog just like it's not good for a human. Okay. you know they have a different di- 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 digestive tract than we do. you know and they're not some with a lot of dogs, none of them all, when you change their diet or give them something else, uh, it kind of screws up their system because their dogs you know aren- can't take that big change of food. Okay. And it just happens to, you know, but for him, here, but here's the reason they can drink water in Mexico that we can't drink and not have a problem with. So go explain that.
1: Yeah. That's All right.
0: true. So is that, is that even, you know, I never thought of, so even a dog that you pick up in the U S and you bring it right over. Them. They, do you have to acclimate them on the water? Or they were able
4: to drink that right away. The water right away. The food they got to get used to because it, it's different. Because a lot of the rescues were eating crap from you know from the get go. Yeah. know, I mean, probably something like Old Roy or something like that. And even the ones down here we rescue, there's not really a premium dog food selection. So what they consider premium here is Purina Pro Plan.
2: If hey, I'm
3: let me sure. ask you, because of that, because, you, because you're saying this, and I understand if you have, for some reason, you can't say a specific brand out loud, but if you were to nod, and I say Science Diet, Iams, Uba, which one would you possibly say is best? N- Nature's Valley? Uh, I you know, mean, is there, there's a lot you, of good
4: quality dog food out there. You know, I, the ones you just mentioned, Iams, Science Diet, the Hills, and all of them, they've had me Yeah. Okay? Oh, really? I, I didn't people, know that. Before you, you know, decide to listen to your vet or somebody else about a dog food, Google the shit. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you don't know how many recalls. A lot of the big brands use ingredients outside the U.S. and mostly coming from Asia. Right. and you. I knew that uh,
3: some of them owned rendering plants too, right? Like yes. in Mexico, Hershey, yeah, with Purina. Yeah, and
4: they own that, but you got to find out where it's coming from. I mean… We're fortunate enough with our dog sponsor now, Lucy Pet Food, everything is, you know, sourced out of the U.S., so you know what you're getting. You know, and, but, and it also is if even if it is sourced in the U.S., if they don't cook it right, then it, there's a p- possible contamination problem. Do At you have thoughts
3: people, on the straight carnivore diet?
4: They're not wolves anymore.
0: Yes, that's
3: what he
4: domesticated. Well, okay, we were carnivores at one time when we were cavemen. Yeah, yeah. think we can live on meat alone no. right now?
3: No, no,
1: hell no. Same
4: no. thing. <laughs> They're they've adjusted. They've changed completely. You know, when you get blue but or blue wolf or whatever the hell they is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like nutritionist after nutritionist after nutritionist. They're domesticated. You know, right. it's like can you put a cat on a complete? animal diet when they're an in-house cat no they need other things that besides they need them, fiber they need i would expect yes you know i mean what about if you just start you know eating beef chuck and nothing else for days what's going to happen to you all right yeah <laughs> we used to do that and, hey man you'd be clogged up in crying. right <laughs> you know trying to you know get pepto-bismol or whatever else
2: <laughs>
0: Exactly. God. And I
2: think when it comes to dog breeds, you really, you really need to do some research. Um, Like you mentioned, the wolf, you you have to discover how far removed from the wolf that particular breed really is. Because just because they're a big dog doesn't mean they're going to think like a wolf. Sometimes the smaller breeds are closer to being a wolf than a larger breed is. And you really to a lot of the terrier
4: breeds because they have the instinct to go hunt and prey and kill. Yeah. You know they're you know.
3: I, I I'm a healer guy myself, uh, so like that,
4: they're
2: herding dogs. They're uh, herding. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly.
3: That's what you know. We got BB and Penny, and you know Penny's a a, a German Shepherd healer mix, and then BB's a straight blue healer, but right. uh, yeah, they've I'm got those kind of wild a,
1: a dog tendencies. that was uh, part wolf and part husky that. My grandfather got me and she was more wolf than she was husky. And she brought us a lot of, uh, a lot of kills.
3: <laughs> we, we, we have- <laughs> so shorty
2: speaking awesome, of
3: that, <laughs> you know, we, we all know uh, there's tons of dogs that need homes, you know? Um, and I understand the fact that you had the, the relationship with your pit bulls. And, and that's why you went with the pit bulls. But when someone calls you and says, Hey, I've got a healer, for example, that needs a, a a little bit of help do you direct them or do you go pick that dog up
4: no we don't pick them up we only rescue the bully type breed that's it and people are like you're being mm-hmm. discriminatory i'm like no i'm not because there's a lot no, of it's the
3: avenue you're there. down yeah
4: well there's a lot of rescues out there now that won't take in the bully type breed the bull bully type breed so you know there's a lot
3: of apartment complexes that won't let you live there period. if you own a bully and type sometimes
4: breed. it's not the manager being an asshole it's the insurance company won't insure exactly. them. Exactly. Right. No. You know, it's, maybe they'll allow it, but they can't. You know, even though there is a, an insurance company that will insure apartment complexes, but people don't want to change or whatever reason it is. But State mm-hmm. Farm will not insure anything. You yeah, know,
0: all, all, all State won't either. When when we got Stella, yeah. I, I called my I called my agent mm-hmm. and I asked about that, and he goes, "You didn't ask me anything." Right. It's like you know, you know, just, you just call her. You know, that, are you there's, kidding there's me much, as a homeowner? That, that, there, there, there's nothing Ooh. in my policy that specifically states that I can't have a certain dog, but if they find out I have that
4: dog, they will cancel they, your policy. They
0: will cancel my policy. Okay. So and I something. If something happens, if, if something happens they'll, they'll pay a claim, but then they will cancel me right away. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
4: when well, that becomes an
3: Amstaff. Yeah. So.
4: Well, sometimes they won't even insure uh, Amstaffs. Anything that has a pit bull type look. Mm. They won't oh, ensure yeah. because of the things that has happened during, due to human ignorance. Mm-hmm. That
1: is true. You know, I, and I, I have a I have a question. So say, somebody who's not near you from another state wants to possibly adopt one of your dogs. How does that whole process work?
4: Well, this is what we tell them. I says, yeah, it may be good that you want to adopt a dog from me. that I'm below California, and you live, let's say, Kentucky. I says I can give you several references of pit bull rescue groups that need your help to adopt okay. in Kentucky. Close
3: <laughs> okay. yeah. by, you know, no transport,
4: no post-by. problem. Yeah, and people like if you want, if I don't know you, and you want to, you know, take one of our dogs, and you're willing to drive your ass all the way to San Diego and meet me here, <laughs> I still can't give you that dog because I don't know who you are.
2: Right, right.
4: Good for you. And, yeah. The, you know, I don't know who you are. that's a good point conditions i don't know what other animals what's the vetting what's what's
3: y'all's vetting process
2: exactly we we do
4: a lot of home checks we do a lot of you know because we got people adopting in in southern california northern california nevada arizona and we got connections all around there where they can help me out and find out about these people oh okay and then sense. the one that we adopted out last week, I actually drove myself up to San Diego, got you know, because I researched the people. They were like interested in him, Epiklets, I- and we were telling them about his fearfulness and everything, and you know, of his own shadow and everything, and you know, they said that they lived in an apartment complex, and I'm like, all right, I need to know you're allowed to have this breed, you know, and they were telling me, and I said, okay, I'll, you know. When I'll go over there, I'll see the other pit bulls there. And then I went and found out who they were. I went on Facebook, looked them up, went on Instagram, looked them up. You know, people tell on themselves a lot. Oh, they do.
1: Oh, I do that for work all the time. You know,
4: it's a better way to find out how stupid or smart they are. (laughs) You know, there's like some people who do shit on Facebook. It's like, you know why you won't get hired, idiot. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you know. I said, yeah, you're 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 liberal Californian, San Diego, and you're a Trump fan trying to get a job. No, you're not gonna get one. Don't put your politics on Facebook, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you're in Cali. You know? Hey,
3: anywhere. I remember in the '90s when, when Clinton was running for office, you know. It wasn't a big argument people weren't talking about it on uh well we didn't have social media but you know you weren't going into the taco bell and and hearing people argue about the shit. you know what what happened to get us to where social people media say people say, dude, don't bad. talk about re- religion or politics and what's the hell what you can't, you can't go anywhere without finding religion or politics
4: but if you want to get ahead and do things that you want to be able to do you know like with our followers we have uh roughly four hundred and fifty thousand followers on social media i got every type of religion every type of political following i can't pick sides i can't talk about this i can't say who's stupid or not or or whatever discuss well my you, you can
3: but but you, you might it turns yeah.
4: off and it starts a you know of, well, it, 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 it it's happens. about it's about a media shitstorm in your
3: a, a media shitstorm in your case. It, it, it's it's
1: it, it's about the dogs. It's about the pit bulls and stuff. Well, it, it,
3: it's, well, and Jessica, that's a good point because Shorty, do you find that your fame from Animal Planet and the show helps you adopt and find homes oh, for of the course, pit bulls? because
4: people want to adopt the dogs all
1: the time. And,
3: they want one of Shorty's pits. Well,
1: that's why I the, asked about the question: how many, the, many out of state people try? Yeah, uh-huh. well, you get
4: them all the time. And it's just like, it's it's a good thing that we've done that and everyone wants to adopt a dog, but, you know, we, we tell them, we have to explain to them, you know, you can't just drive out here. We don't know who you are. There are other ones out there across the country that need to be adopted. You know, and same down here in Mexico, there'll be somebody in in Quintana Roo. Oh, excuse me, like, you know, where the hell that's it. <laughs> in Cancun. And I'm on yeah. the other side of the country and I'm like, no. You you know, they have, we you know we have the same problem out here that we do in the U.S. with debris.
0: So so you you've been doing this a a, a really long time. Um, when when you, you so I mean for 30, 30 years, you you adopted uh, your your a pit bull named Geisha. And just let everybody know that part of the, the book uncontrollably sobbing at that point of the book. Once again, please go to uh, Amazon, take a look at uh, and look for Shorty's book. It is an amazing read. You will never look at Shorty this you you, you put him on this platform now, everything that he's been through in life. Um, but so since that time, you know, the, the pounds and the rescues, I remember growing up as a kid, I mean, overflowing with pit bulls. Is that still an issue? Or is it still over or does it seem to be getting better, you know, with with
4: the pit it, bulls? In different parts of the country is getting better. And then other parts, it's getting worse because, you know, where it wasn't such a problem in one area of a state is now a problem because somebody brought dog fighting into their community. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought backyard breeding into their community and it, it starts and goes downhill. I mean, just like where we got Geisha at. That was one of the worst places to get a dog out of. It was horrible in north central animal control in los angeles now it's one of the best places to be if you're getting rescued or taken off the streets because you know it's a whole new facility compared to was it when we got geisha and back in mm-hmm. 2001 you know so it, it it's a whole new thing you know and people always you know say it's, it's like well we'd rather get one for you but i said look how my rescues are living right now <laughs> they're living better than some of you people out there in the right. world so why don't you go something that's locked up in a six by nine cage all the time and barely gets out trust me i know how that fucking feels
2: yeah speaking <laughs> of yeah right
4: get them out of there
1: yeah i think it's also important that like people realize too like it's it's not a fad it's not something cool to go and do to like get a pit bull like oh it's like a trend it's not a trend i mean if you're truly going to want to uh, rescue an animal regardless if it's a pit bull or any other dog or any other animal i mean you really have to know what you're doing and take the time to actually invest in that animal i mean people who Get dogs just because they're like, oh, I want a dog, but you don't take it to the vet. You don't take care of it. You're not you're not being proper by that dog. You don't deserve to be a a, a pet owner.
3: And, and well, there's go always the- going to be that villain dog, you know. I, before pit bulls, yeah. what was it? It was the the Doberman. The Rotties, was uh, the Dobis, yeah, Roddy's.
4: The, the, the
3: Roddy's, the Doberman. Hey, a Dalmatian will bite you. It's, it's the the most uh, risky dog out there, but nobody talks about that you know well, uh, that, tickets, <laughs> right.
4: but, but wait a minute you you'll be surprised at this for years according to statistics you know not just rumor according to statistics for years and it's it's been dropped down people you know i always ask when i get my my keynote speeches and they're like i said when i do q a and and stuff us just can someone tell me statistically speaking what dog bites the most reportedly out of all the breeds people will go uh Chihuahuas, Cocker Spaniels, you know, Roddies, whatever. Yeah. And for years, it was a Golden Retriever.
2: Oh, really? No shit. Really? <laughs> There's so many of them. There's a lot of them.
4: There's
3: I guess head. per capita, There's right? A- yeah. yeah.
2: It's
4: that. and But see, you don't hear the stories because their strength is not there to do as much damage as other breeds, including mm-hmm. pit bull-type dogs. So it really doesn't get reported. You know, you never hear the stories which happen where you know a little fluff dog kills a toddler. You know, you don't hear that because it's not sensational media news.
3: Hey, true or false, False. lockjaw? False. Yeah. And here's the funny thing. But if you ask most people on the street,
4: you know, PSI—they—they don't have the strongest PSI. They're third among uh, German Shepherds and Rottweilers
3: really
0: yeah
4: yeah but see people don't research they don't you know they, they'll go and the, the the pit bull haters will go and get something from the uneducated of dog dot org. them fucking morons yeah. or something else where oh look at this graphic you know stats and everything this is true how do you know where did it come from you know yeah. where did you get this information from i got a couple american neighbors over here Every time they oh they hate my dogs and everything. It's like yeah, but let me ask you something. Your dog, Chica, who's you know, passed away last year, has killed chihuahuas, has killed chickens, <laughs> has killed run loose and snapped at people. Name, tell me, how many of my dogs got out loose and bit somebody? None. Right.
0: None. You know, then, I don't, I-
4: that mine get out, but there's been a couple that escaped, bastards but yeah. have not bitten now we've had a couple of people like come on the property and stick their hands in the damn gate and gotten bit well idiot They no, not read the sign right.
1: <laughs> you know and that's another thing too is like you say that people sticking their hands in like anytime we've ever gone anywhere is even my kids they always ask if they can pet someone's dog like i mad made that very friend. like clear to them like, whatever it is have
4: you, need to ask. To ask. No you don't
1: do it. it you ask and like if my kids can comprehend that even at a very young age how can adults not comprehend that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you get i mean the, the last so time and, and i last or one of the last time i was in home depot and uh, um they had a, a beautiful german shepherd a couple that was in there and then i was walking by it and i'm like oh, i want to pet that dog and then uh they like the like the husband's like you can pet the dog. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And then I'm like, petting the dog. It's like, I didn't want to ask. Like I said, you know, if they said no, you know, some people don't like petting it's the fine. dog. But you just have that look like, I want to pet all dogs. Yeah. You know. Hey, so.
3: But I mean, that goes right catchy. back to what, like he was saying, you know, as yeah. far as dog bite statistics, statistics, that word. Yeah. Uh,
1: statistics.
3: Penny, like, a, you know, is German Shepherd healer, and you don't want to approach her if you don't know her but i will walk up to my sister's pit bull i'll walk up to my son's pit bull and you know grab them by the ears and rough them are sweet you know and no problem but nobody wants to do that with my dog
2: and you so also vital. have to you know it's up to whoever is responsible for the dog for instance in the old days not that long ago maybe 10 15 years ago um you could you could get a dog that was advertised in the newspaper and I saw this advertisement in the newspaper for weeks about um, a champion Akita. And after after you know a few weeks, I thought, why isn't anybody you know getting this dog that's being advertised? Turned out it was a breeder. You know, she bred Akitas, and Kimmy was the breeding dog. But Kimmy had to leave the household because she was getting too old to breed, and they had to bring in a new female. You can't have two female Akitas in the same house. It's not going oh, no. to work. And so I called I called the, the woman up, not knowing that she was a breeder. And I got interviewed over the phone. And then after the interview, when you know, I checked all the boxes. So she invited me out. And she said, will you come and see Kimmy? And when I got to the house, uh, Kimmy was downstairs. I didn't know this. But again, I got interviewed once I got into the house. And then she finally brought Kimmy up. And as soon as Kimi came up, she immediately kind of laid down, and at that point, the breeder said, this is the right human for this dog, because with an Akita, you have to be an alpha human. If you're not an alpha human, the Akita is not, you're not going to be the right human for an Akita. You have to be able to show that authority. And Kimmy was just a beautiful, beautiful dog, but you have to understand the breed. They were bred, they're a bear hunting dog, but they were also bred to guard the emperor. So their, their conditioning is to be very protective. And you have to know this about a breed. Akitas are beautiful, but if you understand their makeup, you have to appreciate, they actually have a, a, a stronger jaw power than a pit bull. And they also have better fighting capabilities because if you look at nikita they have a very big jowl um, underneath the chin and that's because when it comes to an attack situation the other dog will go for the neck so that the the animal they're attacking can't breathe but with that big jowl all the attacking dog is getting is a bunch of fur and skin these are things little idiosyncrasies that you need to know about any breed it doesn't matter the dog so and that's I why you should whatever years. breed
4: you want, you need to know the history. You need you to do. know what your What their purpose
2: into. is. And, and
4: and the you know, Biddies are smart dogs. Oh yeah. Yeah. They can hey. you can turn around and build a blockade. And if you let them watch you build that blockade, you dumbass, they're gonna take it right down the way you <laughs> yeah. do it.
1: Oh yeah. So you know, so so, so it, I feel like
2: you know, Oh, I was going
0: to ask him. Uh, um, is there you know going on Val's um, 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 topic. Um, is there a certain type of family that that is ideal for a pit bull? It seems I you know it seems like anybody can have a pit bull. To me, they're so it's lovable. Not, no,
4: here's what the person, whether it's a person, a couple, a family, need to understand about the breed. I mean, they're very smart. They're very strong. A lot of times they don't know their strength which becomes a negative if it's not controlled you know these dogs can live on farms and in, in apartments the difference is if it's living in an apartment you got to take all that energy out and walk it or mm-hmm. take it to a dog park if it can be around other dogs mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know if you have a dog that has aggression issues don't take it to a dog park yep. you know if you know, don't take it around certain things. I mean, like
3: right. it's these little know, common sense things that right. you have but see, to. But well, our
4: world has no common sense, well, right? You, so we, you have
3: we, to, to waste your time instead of right. focusing you on know, the real and, issues, and telling the dumbass. To, uh, yeah. Don't take your. And and the other
2: thing you have to court. consider. Never
4: go anywhere because they're so special, but they can be dangerous, and people don't know how to deal
2: with it. The other you thing know, you have to consider with, with any breed is food possessiveness. You've uh, got to be very careful and you've got to, you've got to train it out of them to not be food possessive because that will affect certain breeds. If you're messing with their dog dish, they're not going to like it. Don't well, mess we got we got a
4: We got a uh, pit bull here. She's real small. She's a three legged pit bull, she's she was running around the streets of Rosarito, Mexico. We took her in, you know. We didn't know her background or his background, Nicholas, but nothing. And he's been up for adoption forever. And in his adoption things, it says no other animals, none, and no kids. He's never attacked kids, but when grown people go to move his food bowl, mm-hmm. he gets aggressive. Yeah, well, because he's he starved for his- a
3: point. To- a point in his life, he was
2: starving.
4: Yeah. You try to take its toy. He gets, sometimes he snaps. Uh, And then he can be around a dog and then turn around and just lose it. So something happened tragic. But we tell people, you know, as cute as he is, you know, and he's an escape artist. God forbid he gets on (laughs) a leash. He's gone. A little fucker with three legs can run faster (laughs) than a damn greyhound.
3: Hey, let me ask you. And this is what I, my bet, if I were to sit back and, and, take 30 minutes of my day and think what is shorty's biggest problem in life uh, i would say it's getting attached to a dog and already being attached to a, another dozen so how many dogs do you get attached to like over that course and you really don't want to adopt them out but then not just that do they get attached to you do they get possessive well, well, of you it, it, it,
4: you do get you know you have to uh put up a walk unfortunately yeah. as old as that sounds i mean even like epiculates now that we just got adopted out the other day i mean he again he was terrified of two of our workers you know he would bark at all men but he was attached to me every time he saw me he went crazy you know he about knocked me down every time and he's big he's almost 80 pounds and you know but you know he he can't stay here because He's not going to live the life that the one's laying on the bed over here. He's living the the kennel life. He's Mm -hmm. living, you know, he does go out for walks. He does get to, you know, have fun and play. We have a playground here for them where they get But that's
3: rec yard. That's not the living the life.
4: Yeah, you know, but it's not, as you said. So you have to look at it just like, you know, he's got to go no matter what because there's no room. You can't keep collecting them, then you become a hoarder. We have a strict number. (laughs) of what we can have otherwise it, when we're full like we're full god forbid that we found out we have an open kennel right now um, right you know we're full we don't start double dogs in one kennel because that can be problems in itself but mm-hmm. you know you you have to have, no i'm sorry we've done what we can and we always take the cases that other rescues won't take mm-hmm. you know a lot of these rescues idiots want to take the nice ones the ones that look good the ones that don't have mental issues or psychotic problems or you know have been abused and you know and stuff like that The easy ones the, you know and not realizing that these dogs you know need love we had one named uh Dionosis for a while he came in at 25 pounds full-size dog skin and bones we ended up getting them up to 70 pounds after a while you know, he survived. We were worried about him around kids because he's bolsterous and just you know, hurt a kid knocking him over. And he's not really dog friendly. Well, right now, he's living in a house in, in, in northern San Diego with two young daughters. Aww. And he's living the life of Riley, you know, <laughs> sleeping in with the two girls. And I mean, we just like, wow. It, it, yeah, it
3: Cinderella out. story.
4: Yeah, you know. I know and for we, so us, it, you got to take those in because they do have a chance.
1: They do. Like Stella, yeah. for us, like get, neither one of us could really walk her in the beginning. She would just pull and pull. Wyatt would take her, and she would just walk. She never pulled. She never did anything like Wyatt.
0: Wyatt could take her out on the leash and accidentally drop the leash, and Stella would stop. Yeah, she would I but mean, with
4: us she's oh, gone like, <laughs> i don't know what the it was, about he her was he would listen to me i can get it you know he was very powerful once he got back to weight, we're one of our workers would have to chase him around the yard try to tackle him to get him to try to <laughs> shove him in the kennel and we're just sitting looking out the window dying yeah. and my little ass go out there kill your ass in the kennel now Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the only way I, I can ever a, get her to return was, a kid that, you know, five foot nine and yeah. muscle and can't control the dog.
2: And I want to bring that's up that's a couple of points, too. Like, Diggins, you said, you know, how do dogs, are dogs capable of transferring? Because not, I never blame anybody that that can't keep a dog for whatever reason. Yes, dogs are meant to be, you know, part of the family forever. Yeah. It doesn't always work out that way. That's there are true. some breeds that don't transfer well. A Shar Pei, for instance, does not transfer well from one one family to another. You need to know that about the breed. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the up,
3: question wasn't necessarily about the breed transferring well. It was about shorty uh, knowing the soul of the dog and okay. creating a bond and not, giving, bond it and not giving it up and creating a bond instantly no matter pitbull or or mutt you know right. it's but I'm more, happy it's happy this connection to, to the canine yeah
4: you know a lot of times sphere. I do get attached i'm more yeah. happy yeah. to see the the second life because you know we call we take a dog out of hell he comes here even though he's living the life of riley we call this his purgatory
0: yeah it's a, a just a waiting place final home, yeah. yeah he's yeah. in
4: heaven yeah and that's yeah. how i look at it but it's, i agree yeah.
1: Val. i think i think i agree with you though because we we're concerned too is if we got another rescue dog or we got another dog what happens if it didn't work with stella you know yeah. it's like you know so we're always on the fence like i don't want to do that to that the dog that we're trying to rescue and do that to our current dog stella so i think it is a fair thing like what i know what you're talking about
3: like yeah, yeah.
1: it's i don't think it is a bad thing i think it's in what's in the best interest of the animals but it is still sad you know because you don't want that dog to have to go through yet another transition
2: right exactly and my second point was you know it's it's not specific to a particular breed i i you know i was working i decided to stop in on one of my you know between calls i stopped into the shelter and there was this beautiful black lab and i mean she was just young. She couldn't have been more than a couple of years old. And when I looked at her in her cage, I felt bad for her, but she was so well behaved in the cage and she didn't have the lazy haunches. So, you know, where they lean to one side, she, you know, sat up upright. And I thought, this is this looks like a really good lab. Um, and um, they asked me to come back because I was a little concerned. My daughter was only a couple, three years old at the time. And I was worried about having so you know a bigger dog like a lab in the house. And so the worker asked me to come back, you know, with my daughter, and we did. And um, when when we got Maggie out of the cage, out of the kennel, she went nuts like she was out of control. And I'm thinking, I don't know if this is the right dog for our home. And the worker said, please just give her 20 minutes. You'll see a different dog. And sure enough, she just had to burn off some energy. And and then she just like it was like. Day and night, she just calmed right down. Now, to another point that you brought about, you know, the vets, the vets' notes on Maggie, this beautiful black lab, the notes were, nobody is ever going to adopt this dog because she's too much of a wingnut. And yeah, in the first wow. 20 minutes, she was a wingnut. But after that, she was fine. So, of course, we adopted her, and we had, her, we had Maggie for years. And she was a brilliant dog. She was a beautiful black lab um so sometimes you you have to give the dog a chance and if we hadn't adopted her she was set you know she was set be euthanized to be, yeah mm-hmm. well a yeah, lot of
4: if, times when a dog is inside of a kennel and there's other dogs there and every walk down a kennel and how, how they're banging off the the cage and barking and and doing that crazy shit that's why here we don't allow people to come in the back you see what you saw online or, you know, or what are you interested in? We we, we ask questions. We take that dog out there yep. where they're not around all the other idiots and they act totally different. Instead of, you know, like you said, this one acting calm uh, inside and crazy out, most of the time they're acting like wounds inside the kennel. Uh, but yeah. when we bring them out away from everybody, it's a whole new world because they even, you know, a lot of the guys is like, you walk that dog in public. It's a whole new dog when you're walking the dog out on the streets. It's, hey, let me ask you.
3: Is, is it the same approach is, you spent uh, – it's well known. You spent 10 years uh, as a guest of the state of California. Um, I wasn't
4: a guest. Is it, <laughs> it, it, it,
3: it, it, is it the same approach, I didn't make though?
4: fucking reservations.
3: <laughs> you didn't make reservations, right? Um, but is it the same approach, though, with the the, the noise – uh, in in the penitentiary, uh, compared to the noise in the kennel, to where it of course, just it's the, the banging thing, in the and the racket, and so that's they're, where you're going most with it. Of the
4: idiots in prison try to be men, and they're not. Yeah, yeah. you know they got to show something off. You know when you know and be bad when there's a new fish walking in, or we got a bus full of inmates that just came in, and they got to act like complete idiots, like there's somebody. And a lot of the ones who always act badasses inside. You get them out there, and they're totally different people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I it's
3: mean, kind of the same thing. with in the cattle, they're all working, and, and it gets in that that guy over here. And it gets you know, in his head a little bit, and he's aggressive because he.
4: Yeah, and it just is is same. And then some oh. of them, you know, and but just like just like human beings, some of the dogs are institutionalized. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, they're going to be institutionalized, and they're not going to go nowhere. I mean, we got a couple here. That I know damn well. If I get adopted out, they're gonna end up being in pound, getting euthanized.
1: Yeah, because I was going That it, was gonna be one of my questions. What what happens to animals that are definitely beyond rescuing at this point?
4: Like in our case, we got a couple beyond rescue, but we know how to control it. Okay. You know, we have a a, a Dogo Argentino by the name of Mario here. He's uh the size of a Great Dane that looks like a pit bull. It's like 120 pounds
0: good god, god.
4: good god yeah <laughs> he's he's solid he's huge Those he are hog dogs. Like male dogs he doesn't like males period they're humans hmm. and he, he the problem is when we were trying to calm him down when i'm doing all my traveling there's no consistency of keeping the training going because my guys are not trainers yeah. they're caretakers right you know, they're not kennel workers, they're caretakers, because they, te- you know, take care of them. But, you know, so he's the best guard dog on our property. <laughs> we let him roam at night and, you know, we don't have no problems. But again, he's someone that can't go nowhere. We have right. another little or smaller one, Nicola. She's doesn't like kids, right? And then she only gets along with two dogs in the entire property. Oh and she you know but she's subject to just lose it at any minute and so she's here with us and
1: so you just make it so it's the environment for them fits for
4: them yeah you give them a
1: okay.
3: job that fits
4: you, yeah but you, you do you know even Nicola, she can go out on walks she can go do everything mario poor guy he you know he when the last walk he went on he drugged that guy we were like Oh, this is not good. i bet it
1: is so just, I've got
2: another question for you shorty uh, separation anxiety some dogs have extreme separation anxiety from their
3: human maybe one yeah
2: how and do you deal with that it's
4: more common to what people think some have mild cases of it some have like you said extreme and the only thing that y- you can do with you know a lot of people you know saying well we need to train the dog no we need to train you how to train the dog right right and and sometimes, you you know, you got to medicate them or, you know, CBD oil. We got an English Bull Terrier here who, you know, we ended up got him out of Central California. And we couldn't understand. He was a nice, good dog in the car. We, he was crated. We got him down to Mexico. He lost his mind. I mean, after the first day, I wanted to take him back. I was like, <laughs> I can't take this. We got too many dogs here. He's ripping out of crates. He's, oh, wow. you know, he's just doing everything. And it just took time to let him know he's not going nowhere. And he still has moments. He still has breakdowns. And, you know, yeah. he'll scream like he's getting murdered. Poor thing. And he actually sleeps in this room at nighttime in one of the crates because he doesn't want to be outside at night. And so and then sometimes he doesn't want to be outside. We, we bring him back in. You know, he's a a special needs dog Yeah, that we have to cater to him. And, you know, and he gets along with most of them. But there's moments that once he starts acting crazy, the dogs don't know how to react around him. Right. And they get protective. And so, you know, he's another dog that's not going to know. He's not aggressive towards humans. You know, he's not aggressive towards kids. He's You know, and basically not aggressive towards dogs. But they get attacking him because he just flips. Right. And people don't, you know, they don't understand that. And, you know, and, you know, he was on medication for a while. Then we put him on CBD oil for a while. And finally he accepted the fact that I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. And that's it. And he's, you know, he actually, he lives in the penthouse kennel. He's got the, he's one of the smaller dogs here. He's got the biggest kennel. I'm like a, <laughs> kennel. so, With, so a CBD treatment. oil works.
3: Canines, because the reason I ask is okay. my older son. Like, we showed Ace my younger son's pit bull, but my older yeah. son has an older healer and she's got hip dysplasia. And we did some research online and it said that CBD on canines causes uh, respiratory distress. Is that I- not the, the
2: case?
4: <laughs> I've been dealing with several CBD oil people mm-hmm. and for humans and dogs, and you're the yeah. first one that said that. Okay, and I'm not saying it's not true. I haven't heard it.
3: I don't, um, dude. Hey, everything you read on the internet is true, isn't it?
4: Yeah, you know, sure, diggins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we. Kairos has been on it for years. We got a a dog that's almost seventeen years old now he's on it and you know he hasn't no, done no respiratory yeah you know right, well, right, right I, I can't to.
1: see that it would cause that because it's not yeah a i don't i don't know why either
3: but like i said you know we read it online about the cbd dog treats and it was i figured mm-hmm. a he said it it popped into my mind and so hey shortly, a, I know that kevin fact. and jessica go ahead
4: here's a fun fact when you just said cbd dog treats what i learned through you know research with other people who are different you know because everyone wants me to sponsor their things most of us said that the dog treats really don't work because they have to cook the enzymes
0: yep oh okay and we need
4: to give them the oil and not the treats so maybe the treats might be causing that that's very true maybe but i've been told by dealing with different ones because when you heat something up to a certain temperature, it destroys the enzymes that's yeah. working to do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like I mean, pepper- you don't have to go very far to learn about heating things up. I mean, milk, for instance, yeah. for humans, got to be a certain way for it to have shelf life, Fermenting lights, right?
3: tobacco.
0: Fermenting yep. tobacco. I'm um, cooking with what cooking oil. You
2: cook vegetables. You take away some of the vitamins.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, Even when even when you Where's cook with happen? oil, you know, when when you when you eat when you heat an oil, it becomes a saturated fat. You yeah. know, it's now it's now bad for you versus so, you know consuming I'm sure it in, that it's
3: wrong. Kevin is over there crossing off questions off of his list that <laughs> Val and I have already asked that he had lined <laughs> up. Uh, I know that they do have some very good questions on deck, but I just want to say one thing before no, I keep shut don't them keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shorty, what Is it about the soul of a dog that made you dedicate your life to him?
4: It's not, you know what? I've always been around animals for some reason, you know, and I kind of like look at an animal or a dog in general. Don't judge you.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: No matter what you do wrong, no matter who you are, whether society doesn't agree with you, all they want is love.
3: Right? Yes. Okay. And a little bit of food.
4: And of course, a lot of food. <laughs> a lot and with pit bulls I have a bond with them completely because people always why just pit bulls. And I'm like, well, pit bulls are misjudged. Pit bulls are, you know, always the the you know, enemy uh, enemy number 1, public enemy number 1. They're always being judged for something that they're not because of what the media has done you know and i kind of knew how they felt even though they couldn't speak because society has misjudged little people throughout the centuries and i know what it's like to be you know treated different i know what it's like to be looked not no pun intended down upon I know what it's like to be not taken seriously. I mean, even like before the show came on, I was just the midget with the pit bulls, Yeah. okay? Now I'm the pit boss with the pit bulls, you know? It's a whole, people, it, unfortunately, I mean, it's a good thing, but unfortunately being on TV changes the outlook of who you are,
2: yeah. you
4: know? And then once people know who you really are and understand you and what you've been through and the person you wore, you're treated with the respect that you deserve. And not the size, it, the color, the, you know, or or your beliefs or whatever. Because
2: whatever physical attributes. Yeah,
4: or, yeah physical or what you believe in, you're treated as being the person you are. So I understand that. And I can always talk shit back and I always can always say <laughs> something back to you if you got something derogatory to say about me or yeah. you you know always thinking that we're oompa loompas leprechauns elves or circus right. freaks not knowing we're doctors lawyers business people and everything else well, I think else. that's the yeah.
1: misconception is people think I, that you have like an in- intellectual disability which is yeah not, and so not
4: not I even can okay see, <laughs> but they can't yeah
0: you know, you know um, yeah,
4: I got yeah. some of my relatives that are assholes yeah but I'm a good dog you
3: yeah. know yeah, yeah. But, a, and if issues. the dog defends itself, then it gets labeled as uh, dangerous a- a- animal
0: animals and children are, are are pure of heart. I remember the first time my buddy Anthony, a uh, dwarf, you know, came over to my house twenty years ago, whatever it was. yeah, yeah it's probably about twenty years and, and met my kids for the first time. Kevin Jr. was probably maybe three four five years old and anthony walked in like hey kevin jr you know anthony anthony kevin jr he walked up to Anthony's like why are you so small and then i go kevin and anthony goes you know what children arcs are, are inquisitive they have questions they never judge so you so, have to
4: understand when they're acting you know what's not the norm right? yeah you know, and now so even like in the highlight of our show and everything, we were, you know, we, we still travel, but we were traveling to like 40 cities a year. And I, had you know, always have a, an assistant with me from Mexico, you know, and, and one time we were, we were before Continental got bought out by United and we were presidential class because we flew so much and they were calling by in order to line up. And this lady stopped my worker is saying, Are you, you know, above a certain class? And I'm like, I turn around, I'm like, cause he's Mexican, a little younger younger kid. I said, bitch, he's presidential. <laughs> <laughs> but the judgment that yeah. people and I almost snapped because I know what it is to be judged, yeah. and I'm like, you just you know, this kid cannot because you're thinking he's a you know young Mexican. He can't be he can't in afford, a higher class.
3: Yes. He can't be right. in a yeah.
4: Right. You know, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, I got a question for you, Shorty. So this November, we 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 have an election coming up. Who who cares about a lot of stuff, but something that that you fought for 15 years ago. This this November, the residents of Denver will actually vote Again. on an amendment to repeal their 30-year-old pit ban bull. Yes. Um, do, do you find that the number of cities that have a BSL or breed-specific law is on the rise or is it on de- on the decline? And Are you finally it, happy with Denver because you were there. You were on yeah. the front lines in Denver fighting for this a long time ago.
4: But it's just a vote because, see, Miami had the same thing and it got knocked down. But it's been on the decline. Yes, it has. I mean, there used to be, you know, a couple of thousand small towns around the country that had BSL banks and breed specific legislation. And, you know, Denver's been brainwashed for so long. And again, those politicians, especially that idiot ass mayor they have right now, don't want to offend its core. And it was already brought up a year ago. For him to overturn it and he wouldn't sign it, even though there was so much outweighing evidence that even when you do a breed specific legislation ban, that the millions of dollars that you're wasting that you can put into education, put into punishing people for doing these things, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and getting to the core problem instead of wasting taxpayers money because it's already been proven. In the UK and Italy and countries around the world that banning a breed of dogs is a waste of time So you're in
3: favor of the 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 most recent legislation President Trump passed uh, with making animal abuse a felony
4: of course and Unfortunately, you know, it's been going around in like certain cities. It needs to go around country what? it needs to be a felony where you you know you are punished and then So it could scare other people who normally, you know, that are not criminals, you know, per se, or, you know, gangsters and thugs and, you know, cartel or whatever that will be deterred from doing something like that. You know, if there's no deterrent on getting in trouble and just getting a slap on the wrist, then people are going to do it. No matter what it is.
1: I have a question. So, like, is it because everyone knows, like, the Tiger King was like a really popular thing that came out, right? But it showed mostly like a lot of wealthy people buying these exotic cats. Is that kind of more to like with certain breeds of animals like pit bulls? Like, is it more of the wealthy who are kind of purchasing and doing these rings and then it's like
4: other people are getting no. no, in the dog world? Yeah, I'm more, just curious. In the dog world, it's more of you know. The middle and lower class. Okay, all it's right. Low, you know, or income advantage or whatever, because it's a money-making machine. Okay, all right. And so if you don't, because have they a, use them as a different. puppy bill
3: or to right. fight and gamble. Yeah,
4: if you don't have money and you know drugs will get you sent up way the to system for selling drugs. Let me do this of uh, breeding backyard breeders or even dog fighting. Okay. And, and, and making thousands. Oh, here's another something that I really won't get in trouble for. And then you think there's some people that being raised around this and really you're not knowing the real world but you get out there and you go to college
2: mm-hmm.
4: and you get an nfl contract and yeah. your dumb ass still can't figure it out right michael Vick, yeah. ladies and gentlemen right? i yeah. I, I, I,
0: ha- I i had that on my list well no and, and now that now that you don't have a show and you don't have to worry about offending a sponsor of Thank this you. guy.
4: <laughs> you know,
0: so so uh, uh, he, he should still be in a prison, yeah. in my opinion.
4: Yeah. Well, to me, I, I can never... I can never understand once you made it, once you became successful, why would you put those, I don't know how many millions of dollars that he was supposed to have in jeopardy of doing something that was just you need balls. That's what you need. Because it was just, I couldn't understand not one bit, you know, we did try to set up one time a show with him to be interviewed by me. Mm -hmm. And he refused.
3: Well, here's the question because uh, you're in the world. Okay. You're behind the scenes. You're in the world every damn day. And Mike says he's rehabilitated, et cetera, et cetera is he no. do you see him doing oh, i don't know behind the I scenes
4: me, no no know, but that's
3: what i'm saying do you, me, see, me. do you see do you see him popping up at doing speeches or you know no. like you do keynote no, he, he's, you know,
0: he's, he's he any anybody that has millions and millions of dollars and still continues to do that is a
3: broken individual you know then he's not
4: showing any type of remorse or try to donate his money of what he has other
3: than publicly denouncing dog fighting that's it yeah,
4: right but he, you know, and then to for get a while up. he wasn't allowed to have any type of dog and got busted with a, taking a photo with his daughter in the kitchen with a box of milk bone dog biscuits <laughs> on the yeah. counter. So you oh, still yeah. don't want to follow what you're being told. I don't think he should be allowed to have a dog for life, but, you know.
0: yeah, I don't, I don't think he should be out of prison I still
4: can't for life. believe how people supported him the and brought him back to the NFL and well you, you know, know why it's there you know because you know a lot of people a lot of uh media back down on them be, or not meeting sponsors because they didn't want to deal with being okay i can't get yeah you'll make me money but i can't do this right yeah yeah the, the
3: political correctness of it all which reminds me i went on a meme hunt you have how many seasons on animal planet six right six, or seven yeah. Six, Six seasons. So why the fuck do you not have a quotable, good ass meme on the web? Why can't I Google Shorty Rossi piss meme and find something good? <laughs> you, got, like you, you got don't have cra- any quotes. Yeah. I'm gonna have to find a quote. Of co- uh, actually, of it, it, actually, yeah. Uh, I if seen you, videos of him cussing out his employees. Like you if, know, if you if you read
0: Shorty's book and go all the way to the end. There are some fantastic shorty quotes at the very end of the book, and those are very meme worthy, uh, Diggins. I guarantee that. So uh, you can make some fantastic. Well thought out, and they are just great. I wish I would have. Shorty, you
1: need to go make your meme and then charge digging. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) you know, but it it was uh, a so so. There's there's lots of
3: great great quotes. uh, But I would have thought. I mean, seriously, six seasons, and I've seen some very good quotes. You know, uh, funny shit you have said, serious shit you have said
4: during our show. Yeah. Not only did we have to fight the haters we also had to fight a lot we didn't get a lot of sponsorship contracts or endorsements from a lot of companies because of the breed.
2: yeah
4: you know it was animal planet dude yeah yeah but animal planet fought it yeah they you know they put us on they put us on and they put pit bulls and proleys on right at around the same time and that was the first time that was ever a dedicated pit bull TV yeah. show is never the only one that ever brought pit bulls on TV was Caesar Malone.
2: Yeah, oh and yeah. Cesar Malone Caesar
4: Malone is every animal. Yeah, you know, yeah. When yeah. we started doing it, we didn't think we were going to only last a season, and we 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 outdid that. But we still were you know uh, doing things. There's a lot of times that I was going to go do interviews and they told me I couldn't bring the dog. I'm like fuck you, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: you, Don't want to name any names, but, specifically. You know, an hey, name. we shorty. So, agree. Do you have
3: <laughs> this being a cigar show and all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you have a cigar that the proceeds go to uh, Pitbull Foundation?
4: Well, here with the Diesel Shorty Original, and the Diesel Shorty Grind, di- Diesel Shorty Grind. Holy hell, Diesel Shorty Rage. The, the only two cigars that I have now, proceeds from my royalties go to the rescue. But Cigars International also takes care of us.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. That's actually really cool.
4: And they've always done it from day one. You know, there's a weird story. You want to know how I got into cigars?
2: Yes. Yeah.
4: Or how I got my own line. Yeah. I've well, been both. smoking cigars since junior high. Have a Tampa, Swisher Sweets, Black and Miles, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah
4: ghetto as can be growing up (laughs) in projects, you know, splitting them open and putting you know what in. And when I got to prison and I got a what we call a a high powerful job as being a housing clerk in one of the best buildings to be in. In Folsom. Slumlord. Come with a slumlord. And everybody in Folsom wanted to be in my building. Well, I used to illegally sell or be bribed to get moved into my building. And it was like prime real estate. And that's when a lot of the times that we had more leeway that inmates do now. And um, when I started getting back into cigars, I was having the guys that came in our building send, you know, commissary or, you know, packages and get my cigars. And I started learning about every different premium cigar. I'm smoke- I'm in, you know, Folsom State Prison smoking 25 $30 cigars.
3: And this was what, the, the early 2000s? Uh,
4: uh, no, 90s.
3: Yeah. 90s, okay. Yeah.
4: yeah, and so I became, you know, somewhat of a ago, I was collecting labels, everything. I still have all that crap somewhere around here. And, you know, I got out, of course, I was back on a budget, you know, because that $200 gate money didn't get you nowhere. And, of course, <laughs> you know, not everybody wants to hire the four-foot ex-con man with a rap sheet taller than him so <laughs> i was uh, smoking garcia vegas okay nice. for years and then i started of course you know getting in entertainment and, and and making some more income and right when the show came out i was smoking uh uh maduro punch okay no upman maduro excuse me upman maduro and i decided to email the first season i emailed. Every cigar factory, cigar company, because I had no clue of nothing. You hey,
3: know, I, I will mean, smoke your shit on the air. Send me something. You,
4: know, you know, I told him, I was telling my, you know, my, my, and we were on air smoking cigars. Yeah. Right, which is really unheard of because yeah. the battle <laughs> yes. was absolutely, back. and all but one came back to me saying, "Well, what can you do for us?" And I'm like, "Wow!" But this one person says what can i do for you and you know his name was is alex wenson he's huge in the industry of behind the scenes he's you know um he was i was telling him what i smoke what i like and that's when the diesel line first came out and he sent me on Holy cocktail and i said can we tweak it you know he goes i gotta talk to aj fernandez i'm like who the fuck is aj (laughs) and then he was brand new in the really yeah. he wasn't really yeah you know, a couple a- years abdel was that.
0: uh quite quite new back then
4: he was yeah. he was a couple years before that he was you know li- almost living on the streets so you know aj tweaked and i said this is what i like and i said but i want it in a, a short fat size you know and he's like he's telling me that really not going to sell you know i said but you ask me what i want yeah. <laughs> and he's like Then, you know, he he told me, he goes, I'm sending you to Nicaragua. And I got caught being called a hypocrite because I'm like, I ain't going to Nicaragua. Are you crazy? (laughs) And he's like, Shorty, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm not going. No, no, no. And he goes, you're being a hypocrite. Why? First of all, you live in Mexico. (laughs) Second of all, don't you hate the media about the dogs? You're doing the same thing. And so I got on a... God knows how many planes from Tijuana. <laughs> yeah. And went down there and, and got the experience of a life. And it was supposed to be uh, a limited edition. It's still called limited edition, <laughs> the Diesel Shorty Original. And it just started, you know, going and going. And we started building a fan base. We didn't realize how many people in the cigar world were dog lovers and watched the show. Mm-hmm. And at one time I had as many as seven cigars. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so it, it just started Wait. and all the big wheels, all the big guys, all the ones I'm still laughing in their face today, you know, um, Gertha, Rocky. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, you get these celebrity type people like, ah, oh, they're just going to be in it and and leave. Not knowing that I wanted to know everything about the industry. I knew how to blunch. I knew how to cigar roll because I wanted to go to the events and not to sell a cigar, but... Let you see it, you're rolling it, you know, having fun with everybody. And ten years later, I'm later. I'm still in the industry.
3: So you say AJ, you say AJ. I immediately know what your profile is. You like them a little bit stronger. Um, has it always been that sixty ring gauge though? And I, I kind of touched on that at the beginning of the show. But have you always smoked that, that bigger one?
4: So with the the diesel shorty original, the diesel shorty grind, the diesel shorty hair of the dog. The shorty rage four and a half by 60 Sam uh was blended by myself with Nestor pl- place pl- oh, Placentia yeah thank you I'm about to say the wrong word yeah that was uh four and a half by 60 shorty the Punisher by Nestor was four and a half by 60 torpedo uh the shorty acid was four and a half by 60 the shorty natural was four and a half by 50 um
0: yeah he he had a natural before it <laughs> become loritan
3: yeah yep
4: and those yep. were like or they
3: before they read it, it in the mirror, mirror. yeah
4: <laughs> and so yeah you know and it's always been you know because i'm a smoker i'm not just somebody who just stands up in public and smokes a and leaves and you know i've sure so when you would stop of cigars down here in, in my humidors that i got down here in mexico
3: When you You would stop at your b&m and pick up and pick up something it was going to be a larger ring gauge always
4: yeah and you know but we came back to like you need to stick with what you have the originals yeah you know even though a lot of people can't you know don't like strong cigars but it's me it's the same thing when we we had a limited edition wine it had to be a dry red you know, and even like the coffee we have now with Janice uh, Coffee Roasters, mm-hmm. it's a dark roast blend.
0: Yeah, we're definitely going to have to pick up some of that, that coffee for sure. Now, my friend Heather Callahan, I, I didn't know about this. She'd asked, um, did your expungement go through or were you filing no. for?
4: So, well, here's what happened. We filed for clemency with the state of California. We were trying to have it done before the the governor before. And we got God knows how many leathers, had a big, huge thing, and we never heard back.
2: Hmm. So that means
4: in another year or two, I got to file it again. Yeah. And it's more of a, I think another accomplishment in life. Yeah. Another thing to put off my bucket list, because in reality, it's gonna be the same person. It's not like yeah. I'm going to try to apply for an FBI job. Not really. Right.
0: Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, so we've got. Um, before we let you go, we we um uh, we definitely appreciate you spending 90 minutes. I want to read a passage from your book and then ask you one last question. Um. So. Um. And and people, please go and get the book. I, yeah. I've got a link down below. Please, please check, click that link. It 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 is an amazing, amazing book. Not just whether you like pit bulls or not. Whether you like. It is just an amazing transformation of a man, of, of a human. And I'm telling you, if, if you don't shed at least one tear on the, uh, during reading that book, there's something <laughs> wrong with you. So one passage. Um, you said, I even managed to get my hands on a hammock, and I strung it up between two trees. This is while you were in, in prison. So I know I what could, you're talking about. So I could come out, lie down, and let Zha take a nap on my chest jaja was a pretty calico and the best of them all she was my cat i played favorites for sure that cat that cat sanctuary was my oasis with the birds twerping and the cats meowing i could go out there and get away from the world and breathe does shorty have shorty's cave do you have an oasis now your life seems so busy so hectic do you have an oasis now where you can go somewhere and just breathe just get away from it all is that do you, do you have that any you know anymore well,
4: i mean a lot of people come you know every you know most people who are married or or you know living with mom or whatever they only have one room as a man cave right yeah you know um my sister when i when she first started coming down to mexico to see where i was living she goes you're never getting married <laughs> i'm like why because your whole damn freaking house is a man cave okay right and where i live i always try to make my oasis and a lot of times when i you know i travel i love seeing people talking to people i love talking about my passions whether it be the the breed or the cigars or you know sitting out there and give motivational speeches when i talk to college kids and stuff like that when i come home even though this is a 24-hour ruckus business that we have here, this is my oasis because I'm surrounded by a 10-foot block wall. <laughs> I, You know, people don't know if I'm home or not. You know, they can you know, hear the dogs barking. I just look at the security camera if I don't want to answer the door out front because it's a walk and a half way the hell up there, you know. <laughs> I I don't have to be home. I mean, I literally, I have two landlines at this house. The ringers are turned off. (laughs) The doorbell is disconnected. Most people don't have my sale number. And there's a sign up front. If you wish to contact us, send me a Facebook message and maybe I'll get back to you.
1: (laughs) Good for you.
4: (laughs) Because this is my oasis. You know, a lot of people come to our pet store and, you know, and they're always like, well, where's shorty? Where's shorty? And and Tokyo, my worker is like, he comes about once a week to pick up money and take inventory. <laughs> so I know what to order or what we're running low on. And that's what I do. I pick up the pesos and dollars, put them in my pocket and walk back out, you know, and everything. And when it's his payday, I'm like, take the money out of the machine, out of the, the box, whatever. I said, put a note in it. I'll find it later, you know. I'm like, I don't need to be there. I don't want to sit in a damn store.
3: Yeah,
4: you know, and I'm sure you have
3: like a couple badass pit bulls as bodyguards when you go pick up <laughs> that
4: cash, right? Uh, no, no, we don't. Need, I take I tell, I pick one of them to come with me. They don't. Yeah. I, you know, and everything, and you know, I feel safer where I'm at here than I would in any major city in the United States. Yep.
0: So, so, so your your house is your oasis where you can get away from it all
4: that's basically it because you know i get i come down here and people are like let's go out now we can order <laughs> i don't want to talk to humans <laughs> <laughs> you <That's> know me <laughs> yeah, yeah i can relate Thanks. i i mean even you know the with the horrible thing of covid it's we've had you know when it happened at the beginning of the year i thought we were going to be devastated right because all of a sudden uh up to well probably about 70 percent of my income was gone a lot of our fundraiser things we do across the country were gone and we were worried about i was telling workers you know you guys may be fired you know and we've only you know had to let go of two but i learned how to reinvent i learned how to find ways to make it you know you
2: evolved
4: when you when you only when you're used to having six or seven sources of income go down to one and that's cigars at the moment, you know yeah. those sales have increased because everyone's ordering online. Yeah, like you people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you find ways to raise money like you know the thing with the coffee. It's another avenue. Yeah. You know, and and doing different fundraisers online. You know, we never used to do the online fundraisers because we were always you know able to do them in person so we had to find other ways of doing it and you know thanks to the people out there for their donations and everything to keep us going i mean we've actually since covid we've expanded we've gotten bigger yeah we've gotten more kennels we've gotten you know pissed off a few more neighbors you know (laughs) um and everything so it's just it's been a learning thing and it's also kind of you get to reach into your soul and just look at things that you've never been able to slow down Indeed. and look at you know and it's been a good thing as long as we don't catch it but you know yep that, that,
0: that is that, that is, is it so true. <laughs> on that note shorty we want to thank you for coming on and spending some of your time um you know it's uh, um bulls definitely a passion in our house i know we didn't get too much into cigars tonight but we definitely wanted to focus on um, you, the pit bulls, the rescue um, people in the show notes down below there's a link to everywhere you can find Shorty where you can uh, donate. Um, There's a link for the book and then um, uh, hopefully by tomorrow we're gonna have a link on um, our website, uh, the Cigar Prop website um, that will take you right to Shorty's uh, uh, page so that's gonna stay up for as long as Cigar prop is in business. The shorty's logo is going to be on that website, so they'll take you to that link. Shorty, definitely look into uh, fixing those links on your website, so they'll take you right to your cigar.
4: Yeah, thank you for telling me that. Because no, oh, you're, you're, you're
0: quite you're quite welcome, and um, we'll definitely try and find a link to Janice Coffee Roasters as well, and um, um, get um, um, get that because I didn't see that on your, on your website um, at all. But we'll try and get that link as oh, well. Oh, because it's
4: fairly new, so okay. It's, that's why, and it's mostly. Here we go. Oh, now. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> there you so go. So it's just simple.
4: I love yeah. it. It's very yeah, simple.
1: their coffee. You know, when we've gone to the barn smoker, obviously we've had their coffee. It's good. So you said yours is on like the like uh, like a darker blend, more. Well, they people... sell
4: it online. They sell a dark roast and medium. Okay. Oh, okay. When when Shad sent me some different samples, he didn't realize I had a taste for coffee until I showed him all my coffee devices in the kitchen and everything. Nice. I felt press every morning and everything. I ended up picking the blend that was the most expensive and didn't yeah. even know it. Well, and he goes, You, you, you would have to get the one with the Brazilian. What? The Brazilian pee in it, the most expensive damn <laughs> one. Yeah. I'm like, well, you gave me the sample. It's a flavor I like. You know? Yeah,
2: that that that's it. Yeah, I so. like the
1: Boulder coffee too. That's why. So
2: me too.
3: Yeah. Hey, so, but so. but next you need to have the one with the the cat that ate the bean and shat it out. What was that? Yeah, the uh, um shardy
1: beans. What? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, yeah I forget People the name. Pay but, a lot of money for that. Yeah, I <laughs> they don't do. Know.
2: Yeah.
0: The, the civet the c-i-v-e-t civet Yeah. there's a there story
2: go. to the civet cat All right. oh I well, believe it <laughs> you know to uh, dogs sure. cat
4: poop is a hors d'oeuvre not to him yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: to Shorty Ross yeah.
4: Yeah. So, so
0: Shorty th- thank you for coming on and spending some time with us no. and like I said everybody look in the show notes down below and we'll, we'll get you any way that you want to uh, support Shorty those links are down there and um, he can definitely uh, always use your help
4: all right, so, guys. Thank you. Thank you very me. much. Thank you. Val, diggins and YouTube. Take care. Thanks for everybody bye. watching. Thank you. Thank you. all right guys.
0: Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye, bye. Bye. So, all right. Fantastic episode, Val. You were uh, you uh, alluded to that. Tell us the story, Val. <clears throat> now you got you guys can well, still hear us. We had this little closer for. Sorry, shorty.
1: he's putting it in my so, face. So, is there,
0: everybody can still hear us? Okay. Yeah.
2: I can okay. hear you fine. Okay. okay. So the Civic Cat, um, it's it's used as, what they expel is used as a lengthener for perfume. Oh. Yeah, it it has a close association to perfume. And so anybody that gets into um, uh, aroma and scent appreciation, um, definitely look up. So I'm going to have to because
1: I used to do aromatherapy with some of my right. clients when I worked with some special needs uh, clients and then with my daughter I did aromatherapy because she had like a real sensitive thing when we would go out in public. So we did a lot of a lot of that. But I never heard of that, so I want to definitely look into it just cuz yeah, check it out. I will.
0: We we will definitely look it up here and uh let's let's get off onto of um our next segment and that is uh, just the tip industry news presented by Fox cigar we don't go into deep into any one topic we give you um, Just the tip and let me get the, the let me get The, uh, the Fox <laughs> cigar banner um, Not a ton of news um, But um the 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 breaking news from cigar aficionado uh, that came out this week was a uh, Fuente and padrone embark on an innovative cigar project to honor their fathers Arturo Fuente and Padron, two of the most heralded family companies in the handmade cigar industry, are joining forces on a special project to honor the former patriarchs of each company. Padron, which makes all of its cigars in Nicaragua, is going to be crafting a smoke to honor Carlos Fuente Sr., the longtime leader of Fuente, who died in 2016. Fuente, one of the largest cigar producers in the Dominican Republic, has made a cigar to honor Jose Orlando Padron, who founded Padrone Cigars in 1964, and died in 2017? Um, that should be an absolutely fantastic um, uh, cigar. I'd be a uh, um, uh, super super stoked to um, um, to check that out. Um, have you heard? Um, uh, have you heard that info Val? Did you read that one?
2: Actually, yes, yeah, you yes, were on the show
0: just... because I think Abe and uh, uh, the, um, Coop talked about it.
2: Yes, and it's a tribute yep. cigar. Uh, more than a collaboration, it's more of a yeah. tribute cigar to the patriarchs of um, both, you know, Fuente and Padrone, and uh, and all the more power to them for sure. Yeah, it, it's it exciting does. as hell. Yes, it,
0: it should be. An, uh, um, uh It'll be interesting. Uh, cause I, cause I was wondering if they were going to do a um, like a, a two cigar release, like the charitable family foundation, but I guess they're going to be boxes and. You just you just know what those boxes are going to cost, you know. But it, it, it'd be interesting to see
3: what yeah. they mm-hmm.
0: what what they blend for each other, you know. Yeah, so, I
1: think that's pretty that's pretty cool. So
0: so it'll definitely be a, a pretty Speaking cool. Speaking of,
3: you know what the boxes will cost. I hope that money is in the tobacco and not a fancy ass box, you know. Yeah, because yeah. Sometimes um, you get a fancy ass box, It's and gonna
1: be and it, you, you feel like you're paying for the box. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, you, they're going to go on. You know, with Opus X,
3: for example, sometimes you feel like you buy on the box. Yeah, P- Padron. I have a feeling it's going to be
0: their boxes don't really change on Padron. Yeah. No. They're, they're very.
2: Fuente, so fu- yes, but not yeah, Fuente. Fuente.
0: So it'll be interesting to to see what that what that box is, and um, uh, that's pretty much all we have for industry news. We want to thank Fox Cigar for uh, uh, sponsoring industry news. Make sure uh, um, any of these uh, uh, topics you can definitely check out on the uh, um, the cigar prop uh, or actually on the cigar prop uh, website now under the uh, the new uh, blog news segment. Um, and then let's move on to um, our, our next, the Hireman Solomon, uh, social media Spotlight. Each week, we're gonna leave you a link in the description below for a cool YouTube video, Instagram account, or Facebook page that I found interesting. and this week's uh, social media spotlight is all about uh, Shortywood, the um, Shorty's website. And everything, uh, um, shorty pitbull or pit boss Rossi. Um, all the links in the, in the below, like said, that I, I can't stress, I've said it before. That book,
1: I know. Is, I came home and Kevin's like, I downloaded it, yeah. You have to, you know, read it. I was like, well, forward it to me. He's like, yeah. I can't, and yeah, so, so I have a subscription, so I can I, get it. I, but I,
0: I read it on, on my King.
3: Yeah, he and I were going back and forth on text message, and I asked him, "Well, is it on Kindle?" He said, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Well, shit, dude, I got to speed read it real fast." And then uh, I, the Kindle wasn't charged, so I didn't right. have the opportunity <laughs> to download it. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, just just great, it's just a great. I was at work, so <laughs>
0: it, it, it's just a great book on the transformation of, of a person, and, and some of the first the the first in in the uh, uh, the California Correctional Institute history. You know, he was the first um, a white person to have ever been put into, um, um, in, in prison in, in, the, in the, the I they, 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 I, they, divide I, all the gangs up in the population. Well, well, shorty is, is a blood. Well, yeah. bloods are, are, are an African American, um, uh, notorious gang. I mean, sure. He was, in 80s. They, he was the first person, he oh, right. was the first person ever to be put in with a, with a, with a black gang ever. Yeah. They tried yeah. to talk him out to out of it.
1: Yeah, you said yeah. they had to like get all of the gang leaders with the warden and yeah. decide have a meeting we, who the, the, was going to take. Yeah,
0: them. the 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 warden got all of the gang leaders in a meeting what's, and sat down and and who was?
1: What's the title of the book?
0: Um, the title of the book is a, called
3: Four Feet Tall and Rising." Um, but, and yeah, see, the, I didn't have a I didn't have the opportunity to ask him, but that was one of my questions. Um, yeah. was how because he. Like, like he, he touched on, uh, he ran uh, a unit, you know? Yeah. How, how did he get that respect uh, yeah, amongst his fellow inmates? In not necessarily it, the respect amongst the guards, but amongst his fellow inmates. And, that, and, and that did he have bar- to box? I, I was going to ask him, did you ever have to box for anything? Because, you know, no. everybody talks about in prison he, they've got to have at least one fight you
0: know? he was he was very well protected in prison and then when he moved to the unit called unit four which allowed the inmates a lot right, more freedom no, go read but, the book but it was a but, but he <laughs> was no he, carry on reason. Kevin carry on he ruined he, he's he, like a
1: spoiler of
3: he, everything. he was also the first person he,
0: he was also the first person in California correction history to be a, um, um, assigned a cell with someone of a different color
1: okay that's cool. Get the so, book. Don't let Kevin tell you anymore, because he's the killer of magic in yes. dreams. So go read the book, because I want to read it, and I don't want to hear Kevin's cliff note version. Thank it you. It was uh,
0: <laughs> it, it was it was just good. Um, uh, uh, talking about the cats, the birds, and just talking about his, his life and and in, in, uh, in Thank general. Thank you. See,
1: Barry agrees with me. Move on. Different topic. So
0: so yes, called Four Feet Tall and Rising. There's a link in the show notes below. Um, and and everybody should should definitely uh, look that up. Yes. Um, and Jessica, um, uh, we're gonna get to the uh, tapping ash and uh, uh, taking names uh, um, giveaway. Jessica, there is a uh, do you, Dickens, you have your cigar bands. I don't have a um... I got a box. yeah. okay. Um, Fifth, uh, I know can... there's a little box down there with I'm some not good. No, not that one. I think that one with the white label on it. So uh, what we'll be giving away tonight? Tapping Ash and taking names giveaway. What, what label? Uh, um, given uh, by simpler or giveaway by simpler hair and beard color. Simpler hair color. I use it, so should you. That box yes. right there, yeah, that box. Well, you
1: had a, your your uh, other pack in there.
0: So no, no, that was what we're giving away. Oh, we're so, here,
1: that was in there.
0: Okay, so we're actually giving away last week's prize because yeah. the uh, the person that won never, and he was on the show, he never reached out to me. So um, I'm going was out, I to say, a, has
1: anyone ever seen my shirt? Yeah. <laughs> So Resting, a, pit so Resting pit face. Resting pit So we're still going to
0: give away. We have the one packet uh, courtesy of Val Bradshaw. Um, okay. So we're going to give that away. We've got a, a four pack of cigars from, uh, from Hiram and Solomon Cigars. we got a Cigar Medics uh, humidimeter. We've got a bunch of cigars from cigar bundles of Miami and Fox Cigar. Yeah. Um, and then we're still. Uh, still doing ooh, I don't realize, oh yeah, did do
1: you, um, you see their um, the little Fox cigars little teaser of their new sticker that's gonna be coming oh, out yeah
0: I, I, I saw that yeah I'm so
1: like,
0: they are definitely known for their, their, stickers. For their stickers yeah so uh, uh, the people that cannot win tonight are Stogie Meditation, Kevin Corbless, Barry Bones, Dave Preck, Danny Habenton, Shirtless Mike and Celestino I know a couple of those guys are, are on tonight um, so, all you got to do is guess the cigar band, just the manufacturer that. Um, just the manufacturer.
3: Against- and I pulled out six this time. Oh, so. <laughs> all right. So, everybody go. Just
0: uh, shout out a manufacturer. When they start uh, popping up on the screen, I start will uh, start saying them all. Start go. calling them out. <clears throat> Usually takes a second. Oh, does but, it? Because everybody's trying but, to get out but, of but, the but same But then they time. all come through at the same time. They're like, <laughs> Poof. Yeah
1: my father's
0: boom winner
1: oh shush my, my jason father, hawkins no, said my father no jeff
0: carpenter had really? it uh, uh jason hawkins said it but uh, uh jeff, oh, carpenter jeff carpenter was the very first one at uh, a nine actually they all came through at nine fifty-three. so jeff carpenter you want to talk about a winner jeff carpenter has won so much lately um uh, just various contests
3: not, listen not, go
1: get a lottery ticket so yeah i'll there. tell you
3: what else <laughs> what else was in the pile we had lfd we had perdomo we had Partigas, aj and oscar
0: oh right on so yeah, there's a, a couple people had the uh, Padrone Camacho, Alex yeah. Bradley, but well, um,
1: congratulations. But, but
0: Jeff, uh, uh, Kevin at CigarProp.com, definitely shoot me an email and I'll get I'm you I'm not my wearing
1: amount. my glasses, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I'm like squinting to see who it was.
0: So um, uh, um, tomorrow night, Diggins and I are going to be talking with uh, Jason Falkenberger of Ash Quarterly. He's talking about all the new uh, uh, details going on with Ash Quarterly, uh, and then we'll be talking about Mike or talking with Mike Holmes of uh, Team Shirtless Mike about his new uh, YouTube channel. Um, and remember if you're interested in uh, any I Tap That Cigar merchandise, head over to CigarProp.com or TapThatCigar.com. Also make sure you're following Cigar Prop, Jessica, Diggins, Val um, on all the social medias. All the links are um, um, are in the show notes down below. And please make sure you check out all of our sponsors because without them we wouldn't have all the cigars and swag to give away each and every week. Oh, I got to put a, uh, a thing. We've got something from, um, I completely forgot. From a Siesta Key soap company. Oh yeah. Yes, I forgot.
1: So hey, I, I used
3: their I used their product today. Listen. Oh did you? So excellent.
1: And you look lovely. I, I am <laughs> I'm gonna I wanna tell you about this product though. So they uh, they gave me this like lotion. It looks like a soap, but it's lotion and like you rub it on it, it's not greasy or anything, it makes your skin so soft the shampoo for the dog she didn't break out or anything cuz of course we didn't just rescue a Pipple we rescued a Pipple who's white and sheds and is allergic to grass her whole underbelly gets like super So irritated. is it like an oatmeal shampoo or no? It's I don't I don't know what the ingredients are I I I want
0: I, I want to say yes it was an it oatmeal was, shampoo because cuz we got the first batch was a little chunkier Right. and they were they were grinding the uh yeah. the oats into a yeah. finer um, a finer mixture.
1: Yeah, it has all the ingredients on it, but I didn't look because I just knew that it didn't have any um, like like perfumey smells and stuff. So it was gonna be all and yeah. it was all natural, so it wouldn't irritate her skin. Because we even got prescription stuff, and that literally made her break out. Yeah, it made it worse. I don't even know what that doctor gave. Shit,
3: I was team. gonna ask Shorty about uh, flea control if he's giving yeah. him like I was gonna ask him about that.
1: Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Definitely, then definitely. Uh, um, the
3: three-month pills or what? what?
1: Yeah, he might get back to you. i I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> what he you, said. I'll shoot you over his. <laughs> uh, I'll make... shoot
0: you over his email address. Yeah, again.
3: yeah. So now he usually gets
0: back pretty quick on that. So um, uh, once again, big thanks to Cigar Bundles of Miami, Cigar Medics, Fox Cigar, Hiram and Solomon Cigars, Simpler Hair Color, Siesta Soap, and of course Drew Estate um, and uh, Experience Acids.